I'm good. All right, all right, all right. So we want to um, uh, we want to go to the Lord in prayer. I am going to get back to the lesson tonight, uh, but we are going to uh, continue on uh, praying the names of God. Uh, I'm going to I'm I'm going to uh, more focus on one name tonight. Stretch this thing out just a little bit uh, further. We've looked at uh, about four of the different names of God that we've been using to pray. And uh, just, to, just, just to sort of uh, just sort of rehearse that again so you see it, we'll go over everything. Uh, but uh, some of the names that we've, uh, we've looked at, of course, the overarching uh, name of God uh, is Yahweh in the Old Testament, which means I am that I am. And then, uh, we're, uh, and then another name that is used of God is El or Elohim. Elohim is the plural. And you see that in the very beginning when it says, in the beginning, God. The word that is the Hebrew word that is used there is the word Elohim, uh, the creator, the maker. Uh, and then uh, we see uh, some of the names we've looked at, Yahweh, Yara. Uh, which means God will provide. Uh, also, we looked at Yahweh, the Lord who heals. Uh, and then we looked at Yahweh Nisi, the Lord our banner. Uh, and then we looked at Yahweh Shalom. That was last week, uh, very briefly, because uh, I got tied up in something else. Uh, the Lord our peace. And so tonight, we're going to move to uh, Yahweh Yahweh Rohi, uh, which means the Lord, our shepherd. Now, when we use uh, the name of uh, Yahweh Rohi, um, we, we pray this name to ask God for his guidance, his leadership, his protection. We praise him for caring for us and giving us, uh, giving up his life for uh, us and ask him to prepare the way ahead for you while walking beside you, okay? So when we use that name, so tonight uh, in, our, in our opening prayer, we want to use that name Jehovah or uh, Yahweh Rohi. The Lord is our shepherd. And what I want to do is in this prayer is actually use the 23rd Psalm because that's where it comes from. And really when you read that and you look at that, it is so easy to transport that into prayer and use it as a prayer. And so often in my prayer life, I, I, re, I, use, I use this the Lord's Prayer uh, as, as, a, as a means of, uh, of praying. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that tonight. So before we, before we do that, um, uh, do, do you have prayer needs that you want to bring for us to Pray over this evening uh, that uh, that you you'd like to mention. You can do that now if you uh, so desire. Anything? Okay. 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 Amen. Let's remember that need. Anyone else have a prayer need? Uh, let's remember all those folks that are sick. I am so sick of sickness. I'm telling you, it's just everywhere you look, somebody's sick. 
and literally can't help it. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that it's just, it's just everywhere. And I'm just, I hope spring brings a different, then allergies will come on. <laughs> then you got, you got allergies to deal with. And uh, so, uh, but let's remember all that are sick. Billy Beasley, let's, let's lift him. They have moved him uh, to the uh, State Employees Credit Union uh, Hospice Home in Smithfield. Went to see him. Went to see him today, and yeah, yeah, yeah. As Cheryl says, this is a praise because y'all don't really realize how bad it was getting in that home. Uh, and I don't mean that in a, in a negative way, but trying to get the help that was needed to sustain him because he needed 24-hour-a-day care. About every other day, he was falling. And, and it was, I told him, I told him the last time I was at, at the house, which was, was last week. I, I told him, I, I've got a relationship with Billy now. I can talk to him sort of straight. And, uh, and I told him, I said, Bill, I said, cancer ain't going to take you out of here soon. I said, you can kill yourself. <laughs> I said, that. I said you just keep stumbling, you keep falling, you keep, keep, keep getting up like you are. And they come find you hours later, late in the hallway. I said, hey, you ain't got to worry about cancer. They ain't going to take you out of here. <laughs> Something else is going to take you out of here. And um, so he didn't listen to me. But, <laughs> but anyway, but it was a good move. It'll be a safe place for him. And uh, so um, and, and that, these hospice homes are so nice to me. They, they're, just, they're just wonderful, wonderful places. And, and as I told Tammy today, that's his daughter, I said, you know, the level of care you get here is not like in the hospital. This is a whole different caliber of people that work in these places. And they're loving, they're kind, and they'll, they'll, they'll get you what you need as far as they can go, you know. They, they, you know so. But anyway, so pray, pray, pray for Billy. And, uh, and, of course, that sheriff's deputy that got, that got killed in that wreck, uh, in Harnett County, let's remember that I, that is just devastating, and I understand it was his fault. He, he crossed the center line, and uh, and caused that. Uh, he was he was the cause of that 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 wreck there, and or that's that's what I that's what I was told today. Yeah, yeah, and so let's let's remember let let's remember them. Um, yeah, uh, it's Johnson, Chris Johnson, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson is the guy's name that was killed, and so let's let's remember let's remember that all always uh, let's remember our country, Lord Jesus. You talking about guidance, leadership, protection? We need we need that for our country, and uh, in this election cycle, God, do we ever get out of the election cycle? Seems like we're in one all the time. Um, but uh, let's, be, let's be praying for our country and for the peace of Israel. We need to be praying for that uh, as well. And uh, always praying for our church and also for the revival that is coming up. Let's be praying for our upcoming revival. And ask for God's mercy and grace. I know she is. That, that, that shot she had has done her absolutely no good at all. She came to the board meeting last night, but she is just in pain nonstop. And, um, and she has been like this for 
since about September. She was in pain before she went on this uh, uh, European trip. But when she came back, she had, she's not had virtually any relief since then. So, so be praying for Cynthia and asking God's grace on it for, for her life. Amen. Thank you for that. Amen. Anything else? But there's always something else to pray about, but amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come to you, O oh God, without reservation today because you are our shepherd. And we want to, first of all, stop and thank you for being that God. You are Yahweh Rohi, the shepherd. And Lord, as the shepherd, Lord, we are, first and foremost, we are so thankful to know that every need we have, every need of our lives, whatever it may be, and Lord Jesus, and no matter what our requests are and how you respond to our requests and to our needs, Lord, we know because you're our shepherd, we do not want. And Lord, you protect us, you provide for us, you help us, Lord Jesus, and we're thankful, Lord. We're thankful, Lord, for those green pastures, Lord, that you cause us to lie down in, knowing that we have been filled with the blessing of God, knowing that we have been nurtured with the blessing of God, knowing that, Lord, you have helped us and strengthened us and led us, and God fed us, Lord, with the, with the fruit of your Spirit, and Lord Jesus, with the manna of your Word, God, thank you for those green pastures. Thank you, God, for stilling the water for us and calming, Lord, the flow, Lord, down so we can drink deeply, Lord, from your, from your river of life. So, Father, thank you, Lord, for those still waters that we can come and we can find that calmness and that peace and that security and that safety, Lord, when we need it most. Thank you, my Lord and my God, for restoring our souls. Thank you, God, for those times, Lord, when we are dry. And, Lord Jesus, when we need renewal and we need uh, help and we need strengthening. And, Lord Jesus, thank you, God. So we're going to stop right here and we're going to pray for our revival, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, for there's going to be spiritual restoration in our church. There's going to be a move of the Spirit of God in our church. I pray for souls that have grown cold and distant, Lord Jesus, from you. Those who have wandered away from you, Lord, will be reclaimed. Those, Lord Jesus, that do not know you, those of you, those that have never received you, God, we are praying that souls are going to be saved in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord. So, God, bring restoration. Bring restoration, Lord Jesus, Lord, to the lost soul. Thank you, God, for those paths of righteousness that, God, that you have given to us. I thank you for all of our forefathers. I thank you, Lord, for all of our uh, mothers in, in the faith, all of those that have gone before us, pa godly parents and grandparents and friends and pastors and all of these people who, upon whose foundation we're now building right now. So God, we thank you for these paths that have been laid out for us. Lord Jesus, these rutted ways, and some people look at us, we need a new way. No, we don't need a new way. We just need to get in your way. And Lord Jesus, Lord, follow those paths that, Lord, that will keep us secure and safe 
and stable, Lord, in this generation and in this time. So God, thank you, Lord, for the, pride, for the paths of righteousness that you lead us upon for your name's sake. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for those valleys of the shadow of death. And Lord Jesus, that's not just talking about physical death, I, I, I don't think. But Lord, those dark, shadowy places sometimes we find ourselves in. And Father, Lord, I am so grateful and so thankful that, Lord, when we're in those places, God, we don't have to fear one thing because you're right there with us. So now we stop and we pray, Lord, for these needs of people that are in dark places right now, people that are in shadowy places such as Billy Beasley. Lord, we pray for him. We ask, oh God, for comfort. Lord, Billy's life is short now. And, Father, I pray, God, that you will, Lord, just touch. And, Lord, you will bless. And, Lord Jesus, you will help Billy and minister unto him. And, God, just speak to his soul and speak to his spirit. Lord, we pray, God, that you will touch Cynthia Schoenfeld. Lord Jesus, and what she's been going through in this, this, this constant pain that she's in, Lord, again and again and again and again. Father, Lord, I, 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 I pray and I pray believing. I think we all pray and we all pray believing. And, Lord, I don't understand, Lord, why the healing is not coming. But, Lord Jesus, but it is going to come. We believe that, God, that healing is going to come, Lord. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, uh, for Paula Gray. And, Lord Jesus, and how you have touched her. And, Lord, mend her. But, Lord, she is going to have to go through chemotherapy. And, Lord Jesus, and I pray, Lord, as she goes through that, that, God, that you will, Lord, protect and guard and, uh, and, and guide them and be with them. But, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for touching Paula and getting her through this surgery and getting her to this point. And she's doing well. And, God, I thank you, Lord, for that. Father, Lord, we pray, God. We pray, Lord, over our country, God. What, what, God, we, we are in such... We are in such desperate need, Lord, in our country. Lord, I, I, I think about what generations are coming behind us. And Lord, what they're going to have to reap because of what has been sown and what has been done. But God, I pray, God, I pray, Lord. I pray for our country, Lord. I pray, God for decisions that are being made in this election cycle. We're back in again. And Lord Jesus, of choosing leaders, Lord. And, and Father, I just pray that you will help, help us all to see. Lord, I pray for the peace of Israel. Lord, I pray for the forces, Lord, that work against them, that are trying to destroy Israel. But God, there's one thing that we are certain of. You made a covenant with Father Abraham. And it's a covenant that's not breakable. And Lord Jesus, no matter what this world, no matter what satanic powers, no matter what the demons of hell keep throwing at the nation of Israel, it will not be destroyed. Just like the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. So Father, Lord, I pray, but I pray for their protection. I pray, God, for their wisdom. I pray for their peace, God. Give the nation of Israel that peace that it needs. Father, Lord, we are thankful, Lord, for those moments of protection, Lord. As, 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 it said, as David said in that psalm, your rod and your staff, 
they comfort us. God, we can be comforted of knowing in, in the days of trouble like we're living in right now that, God, we can be comforted because we know that, God, in one hand, you've got a rod beating the enemy off, and on the other hand, you've got a staff that will go after your people and, Lord, bring us, Lord Jesus, to where we need to be. When we fall off on those cliffs, Lord Jesus, you can reach down and pick us back up. So, God, I thank you, Lord, for that. And I thank you for the rod and the staff of protection, Lord, around us. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for those tables, Lord, that you have prepared for us, even in the presence of our enemies, along this wilderness wandering. Lord, you're always giving us those nuggets, Lord Jesus, for us to munch on that will revive us and renew us, Lord Jesus. So thank you for those. I thank you, Lord, for anointing our head with oil. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that God that revives us and again renews us and, Lord, is with us always. So, God, thank you, Lord, for the spirit of the living God in the midst of us, Lord, right now. I thank you, oh God, for that cup of blessing that is just running over God. And I know, Lord, time, times get tough and situations get tough and sometimes we don't know what to do. But God... You've got the shepherd, Yahweh Rohi. He's got a cup in his hand. And he's saying, come drink from it, my son and my daughter. Drink of my blessing. Drink because it's overflowing. You can't exhaust it. The blessings of God cannot be exhausted. So thank you, Lord, for those blessings. Thank you, Lord, for the, the goodness and mercy that have always been with us and will be with us throughout all of our lives. And now, Lord Jesus, we thank you that at the end of the way, and Lord, from my perspective, God, I can see the light of home. Others are further away from it, but God, I can see the light of home. You're going to take us all, and we're going to dwell with you in your house, and we're going to dwell there forever. Thank you, Yahweh, Rohi. And we do not want because of you. In your name we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay. You see how you can pray these names? I don't expect you to pray like I pray. But you can pray these names. And, and, and when you're in your prayer life, use these names. Call upon him. Because, look, he ain't changed. He ain't going anywhere. He's, still, he, 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 he's, and he, he's the God of the Old Testament. He's God of the New Testament. And he's God of the 21st century. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, let, me, let, me, let me make a transition. Let me get back to these slides. I, uh... 
Okay. We're going to go to step three. Now, in this, what we've been doing in, uh, in, in, um, in, in walking, um, walking in the Spirit, and the last thing, this is, this, this is the last lesson that we've, I'm lingering out forever and ever, um, but we're using the Lord's Prayer, so we're still in the area of prayer. Uh, the first two steps, we start with our Father. And then, hallowed be your name. And now we come to the third step, is what the author that I'm using here, because this is not original to me, so I'll go ahead and tell you, uh, is responsible faith. And this is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And again, I encourage you in your prayer life, use this prayer as a model prayer as a as as a as a as a, a, a track if you will it is not just it's not just said uh, our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name the kingdom come the will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread forgive and uh, forgive us our trespasses we our trespass against us sin against us lead us not into temptation uh, for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever amen I'm done that that's that's not the way you pray that prayer and it's not, to be, it's not meant to be a rote prayer to be said over and over and over again. But it's a model. It's a guide in our praying. So when we get to this point, and in my opinion, this is just my humble opinion, which ain't worth two cents. Uh, but my humble opinion right here, all of it's important, but this is one of the most important things that a lot of people miss in, in prayer. Is this praying your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the first question we want to deal with here this evening is, what is the meaning of the statement that Jesus made in this model prayer? What, what does that mean? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, let's, let's discover a few things, hopefully. First of all, it is meant to demonstrate that we as Christians are to discharge our responsibility in prayer. It is our responsibility to pray. Jesus' counsels on how to pray illuminates a truth that we often ignore. People need to invite God's rule and power into the affairs of their lives through prayer. For if humans will not pray, God's rule in their circumstances is forfeited. So what, what, he's, what the author is saying here is basically this. Prayer is our method of inviting God into our mess. We need to invite God into the affairs of our lives, into our homes. That's the reason prayer ought to be in your homes, not just in church. If church is the only place we ever pray, it's like Bible reading. If, if, if the only time you ever hear God's word is in church, you... you you, you, ain't, you ain't there. <laughs> I'm just telling And so, so we, need, we need to get this. Okay, God, this is not my world. This is not my life alone. 
and I need you. I need you in my life. Look, we, we, could, circumvent, we could circumvent a lot of problems if we'd learn to pray like this. Including me, I'm, I'm guilty. I don't always, you know. Sometimes, you know, you, you know how we really, you know how we really pray, don't you? This is how we really pray. Lord, I want your will to be done, but this is what I really want, God, and I want you to give it to me, God. I need this new job. I need this new house. I need this car. I need this man. I need this woman. I got to have them. Then when you get them, you wish you hadn't seen them. (laughs) I am just kidding. No, no, no. (laughs) You married her. You you married her. So, So, uh, but, but you, you see, you see what you see what. I'm, <laughs> but you see what I mean. You know, this is this is how we often we're we're trying, as I've said many times before, we're trying to mold God's will around our will, rather than saying, "Okay, God, what is your will? What what is it that you want?" In this circumstance, in this situation, it's hard. Look, it's, it's easy to sit and let this stuff just roll out. It's another thing living it, and sometimes it is hard to do that. Sometimes it's hard to discern the difference between what is my will, because there's sometimes we are so convinced. There's been many times I've been so convinced this is God's will. I know this is God's will. And another thing we have to understand. Even if it is God's will, even if it is God's will, we often expect if it's God's will, then everything's going to be smooth sailing. The water is going to be glassy smooth. No winds, no waves, no storms. And then we submit to the will of God. All of a sudden, we find ourselves on the on the on, on the Galilean Sea. The the and, and so we find, and we're in the windstorm, and we're yelling out, help me. God, I thought this was your will. Why am I having so much trouble? So we have to learn that just because things are not smooth and things are not easy, and God knows, God knows I'm talking to myself right now, we cannot get out of our head that this is God's will. So I've got to stay where I am. I've got to keep pressing on. I've got to keep, because this is God's will. I know it's God's will. And so, so, so this, is, this, is, this can be difficult praying. And uh, it can be hard. Now, all of this counters uh, this common supposition. Well, if God wants to do something, he'll just do it. So what have I got to, you know, I, I, there's nothing I can do. God's going to do it. He's going to do it no matter what. No, no, no. God wants us actively involved. He wants us actively a part of the process. Now, granted, God's will is going to be done. It's just up to you to get with the program or not. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's where it all comes at. You can, God's will is going to be done. 
But you get, you get lining yourself up with that and, and being submissive to it. Jesus uh, shows us that mankind, each human being, is responsible for embodying God's rule, his benevolent purpose, presence, and power into this world. That is our responsibility. God, be in the midst of us. God, show up. God, help us to recognize what you're doing. Phew. Help us to see what, what, what's going on. Your kingdom come. That's what, we're, that's what we're wanting. We want the kingdom of God to come. And we want his will to be done on earth as it's already been determined in heaven. Rather than demonstrating man as a hopeless, helpless victim of circumstances, the Bible declares that redeemed man is hopeful and capable of expecting victory when he prays in faith. See, you can expect victory. Now, sometimes it may be a hard-fought battle to get there. It may be, it, it, it may be a, sometimes a long, arduous. But Paul and we were talking about uh, the, uh, the, the Bible study the ladies are doing, and uh, she keeps sharing with me all, all these things. But, but when you think about it, you, you just, just think about it. You take Joseph. I know we, we, another session we talked about. You take Joseph. As a, about a 17-year-old boy, Joseph has, has a dream. You remember that dream. And he dreams that, uh, that, that, uh, that there was, they were out in the field working. There were 11 sheaves of wheat, bundles of wheat, and, and, uh, and, and then him. And the 11 sheaves bowed down to him. Well, he told his brothers about it. Well, they understood what... what do you think that we're going to bow down to your scrawny rear end. It ain't going to happen. He ain't going to do that. He ain't bowing to you. Then he has another dream that the sun and the moon and the stars all bow down to him. And he tells his daddy, and his daddy says, Son, there's just some things you need to keep yourself. <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think you need to be talking to this stuff. Do you really think your, your mother and I are going to bow down to you? His mama was dead by this time. <laughs> oh, she was. I mean, you know. Rachel, you remember? She was dead. She, you, you really think that we're going to bow down to you? And then, you know, his brothers concocted that plan when, they, when, when, uh, when, when, when Jacob sent send him out. Uh, to check on them, you know, they're, they're, they're just shepherds, so they're, they're going out, sometimes they're out for days, weeks, months, you know, uh, finding pasture for the sheep, so he, he sends Joseph out to find them, find out how to do them, come back, give a report, so they see him coming, oh God, here comes that dreamer again, let's, let's shut his mouth up for good. So they concoct to kill him. They plot to kill him. Reuben says, mm -mm -mm. So they put him in a dry well. Reuben's plan is to go back and get him. In the meantime, a Midianite caravan comes by. They say, hey, let's don't let his blood be on our hands. Let's don't kill him. Let's sell him. 
can you imagine? I mean, can, can you imagine how that boy was feeling at that moment? I don't, I don't think he just went willingly. I think he went kicking and screaming and hollering. Don't do this. And they did. They sold him. And they went off into the sunset. Then they had to concoct another lie. They take his coat of many colors that his dad made for him, and they killed a goat. They tore it and unraveled it and went home. Daddy, oh, Daddy. Is, is, is this your favorite son's coat? Yeah. Oh, God. See, they never tell him the wild animals killed him. If you look at the story, Jacob, Jacob makes that summation. Oh, he's been torn up. He's been eaten. And he grieves his son because in his mind he's dead. And all the time he's, he's alive. Now, God had a plan for that boy, right? You know how many years it took for it finally come to fruition? How long it took God to work all the circumstances out to get Joseph where God ultimately wanted him to be? 22 years. From the time he left on that midnight caravan as a slave, so he interpreted the dreams of Pharaoh. And he was exalted to be the second in command in Egypt. 22 years passed by. Abraham, my Lord, I, I, I'll, I'll hush in a minute. Abraham, think about Abraham. When God told him at 75 years old, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. You're going to have more descendants than their stars in the heavens. Fast forward about 25 years. Nothing hadn't happened. No children. Now, in the interim, you know, they get, Sarah gets, gets antsy and so she comes up with the idea, well, here, take my, take my slave girl here and you marry her. Let's raise up children through her surrogacy. Not saying anything wrong with it, but there's something wrong in that situation because that's not what God intended. So from the time God spoke to Abraham till it came to pass, almost 25 years transpired. You see, because we live in the culture we live in, we expect, because everything's fast, everything is quickly moving, everything's changing, and it is killing me. Because I can't keep up with it. I've even, quite tried, I've even quit trying. I don't, I don't know how to keep up with it. And so, 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 so everything is great. And so therefore... We, we have that same mentality now about God. God, if you're going to do it, you better do it quick. Come on. Get with the program. Let's get it done. Come on, come on, come on. I need an answer. I need it now. I need a healing. I need it now. 
I need you to move, and you need to do it now. If you don't do it now, then I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead of you. Well, let me tell you, you're always going to make a mess when you go ahead of it. That's right. That's the problem. We go ahead. You're always going to make a mess of it. He really doesn't need our help. He needs our cooperation. <laughs> There's a difference. There's a difference between our help and our cooperation. Now, in, in both of these instances, we know with Abraham and Sarah, we know there were moments of doubt. But don't you know with Joseph, in those 22 years, he's a boy, he's grown into a man. He's grown into a man as a slave. A lot of those years he spent in prison. For what? Nothing he has done. But that's where he, God, that's exactly where God needed him. God didn't need him on top yet. God didn't need him up there. God needed him down here to teach him, to train him, to, to humble him, and to get him ready for something beyond his wildest imagination. So, what I'm saying to you, and anybody's listening in, don't give up on what God has spoken to you about. Don't give up on it. Because you never know when it's going to come to pass. Okay, so there's victory. There's victory. There's always victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. When God created man, what position of authority did God give to him? When God created man, what, 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 what kind of authority did God give to him? Everything. God literally gave man dominion over the entire planet. Everything on planet Earth, God gave him dominion over. He had control over. Now, this assignment under God's rule was not only one of great privilege, but one which uh, essentially made mankind responsible for what would happen on the Earth. And think about it. When God gave man that kind of dominion, what happened on earth was ultimately man's responsibility. Unless we understand this fact, we will never really understand that most of the confusion, agony, and distress in our world today exists as a direct result of our having betrayed God's initial entrusting of the earth to us. The earth is not in the mess it's in because of God or God's lack of supervision. God gave humanity the right to rule this earth and he, he messed it up real quickly in the beginning. And it's, and it's been a mess ever since then. That's the reason Jesus got to come back. Straighten out the mess that we made. And it looks like we're making a bigger mess. And I, I, I really think that's, that's one of the reasons I think we're closer to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ than we've ever been. Because of the mess this world is in. I really do. Because it is beyond. I, 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 you, may, you may consider this pessimistic. You may, really, you may even consider it unrealistic. But from my vantage point, biblically and naturally, 
There is no power in earth that can straighten out the mess we've got now. It can't be straightened out. Polit- we got, we, God knows we know politics can't straighten it out. Don't you love those political ads? Let me tell you, I'm, 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 I'll probably get dinged again for hate speech and all that kind of stuff. I, I hate, I hate, that's a strong word, isn't it? But I, do, I hate these political ads. They come up, hey, I'm going to get to Washington and I'm going to straighten this crowd out. Now, don't get me wrong, Natty. I, I know some of you are Trump fans. And it's okay. It's okay. Keep being Trump fans. It's all right. But what was his campaign promise? There was two things he promised. First go around. He's, he's going to build a wall, and Mexico's going to pay for it. <laughs> we all knew how unrealistic that is. And then he's going to drain the swamp. Has the swamp been drained yet? Well, you keep on believing it, brother. He ain't no better than what we got now. Yeah. We're not going to get in politics. I'm, I'm just telling we, we we need a godly man. We need godly leadership. Well, who in the world wants to be up there except those that have an ego big as a... a, a, a half the moon, um, I don't mean to be, I, I, but, but, but still, I, 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 what, what, what state was it they had, they, they just had an election of a primary, and they had um, the vote for none of the above, and, and that, that's, that's what got it, <laughs> that, 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 that's what won, that, there, was, there was no winner because it was all, every, the majority of the people that voted, voted for uh, none of the above. You know, it's, we, we've got such a lack of leadership in our country. But what, what my, my point is, and all of this, and I shouldn't have brought Trump up, but they make all these promises. We're going to go in. We're going to storm Washington. We're going to straighten this mess. And no, you're not. Because you cannot straighten this, this debacle because it is a spiritual debacle. You can't straighten it out with legislation. You can't not straighten it out with politics. You cannot straighten it out with money. You cannot straighten it out other than one way. You've got to deal with the real problem. And the real problem is we've got a demonized pagan culture. That's what we've got. A demonized pagan culture. And ain't nobody going to straighten it out except one. And that's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So if he don't come back soon, God help us all. I know, I, I get too political, I shouldn't. Yeah. I don't mean to offend, and I'm not trying to offend. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm fed up. I'm fed up with the junk. I'm fed up with the mess. But anyway, but that's the reason we as Christians need to pray even more. We do not need to take this defeatist act, which has things like I'm, I'm doing right at this particular moment, 
We do not take, need to take this defeatist attitude. We need to keep praying. Your kingdom come. <laughs> Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's our solution. That's our solution. So now, as a race, we have violated the responsibility God has given to us. So, what did man lose when he sinned against God in the Garden of Eden? He lost several things, and more than we can mention here. He lost his relationship with God. First thing he lost. He lost his ability to rule responsibly. Because sin entered in. He is now not working under the, under the authority of God, under the dominion of God. He's now working under his own dominion in many ways. And since the fall, mankind has not only been vulnerable to satanic deception, but by his own sin, or by our own sin and rebellion, we have contributed to the mess our world has become. And I'm talking about generally. The sinfulness of humanity has all contributed from generation to generation to generation. We have contributed to this mess that we have. Now, sometimes it gets better. I would settle for that. Getting better. Um, between man's sinning and Satan's hateful quest to destroy, death and destruction have invaded every part of life as we know it, including broken relationships, dashed hopes and dreams, and undermining destinies. Ah. But there's hope. <laughs> there's hope. And what hope did God give to man after the tragedy of fall? He gave us the hope of Jesus Christ. That is our hope. That, that, that is, that, that, and it started way back with the fall of Adam and Eve. That's where it started at, at that particular moment and that particular time. Jesus declared, repent for what? Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. John, when he came on the scene, that's the message he would preach. When Jesus came on the scene, that's the message he, 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 he preached. And you know what? I think it's still going to be the message of the day. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And it is, I believe, with all my heart, it's closer than it's ever been. And I know, so, well, y'all just, just keep telling that. Y'all just keep telling that. Y'all just keep telling. No, no, it, it is closer than it's ever been. So in this statement, Jesus made it clear that the rule of God was once again made available to mankind. Now, it may not happen worldwide. It may not happen governmental-wide. It may not happen politically-wide. But what it does, it happens for us as individuals. When we accept Jesus Christ, what should happen is we make his rule now the rule of our lives, that we follow him. No longer did any member of the race need to remain 
hopeless victims of sin and hell. Nobody has to go to hell. Nobody has to live in sin. My God, there's enough people that are captivated in it. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. That's exactly what he wants. He wants to keep people strapped. He wants to keep people in the gutter. He wants to keep them with a needle in their arm and, 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 a, and, a, and a cup in their hand and, 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 and keep them chasing after things that will never satisfy them. That's what he wants. But we got something a whole lot better. When Jesus heals, he is showing what can happen when the rule of God enters into a situation. When God does a miracle, he's demonstrating to us what happens when the kingdom of God is at work. When Jesus answers the need in any dimension, he is put into action the power of God's rule available in our lives. That's the reason we keep on praying, folks. That's the reason we keep on believing. That's the reason we keep on seeking. That's the reason we keep on doing. That's the reason we keep on working. As Jesus teaches, his objective has always been to help straighten out our thinking, to help us see what God, Father God, is really like so that we might respond correctly to him and his kingdom. Hmm. What is man's responsibility in restoring the rule of God in, 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 in our lives? Each person must decide whether he or she will draw on the resources of Christ's triumph for the cross and learn to live to advance God's kingdom in this world. So that's our responsibility, to advance the kingdom of God. Acceptance of Christ begins our participation in this kingdom, and we are then called to advance it as we share the gospel of Christ with the world around us. That is our mission, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. What is the most effective way to advance the kingdom of God in our lives and around the world? There is no more effective way to accelerate the advance than for believers to pray together. There's power in prayer. That's how you advance the kingdom of God. That is the weapon he has given to us. Remember, remember the, 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 uh, the armor of God. When you've done everything you can to stand, stand there for and put on that helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the girdle of truth, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, take the uh, shield of faith and, uh, and uh, uh, wherever we can uh, destroy the fiery darts of the wicked one. And then he says, and pray always. With all prayer. In my opinion, for what it matters, prayer is what holds, this, holds the, uh, the, uh, the, the armor together. As we pray together, and it is so important, I just cannot emphasize enough how important it is for the body of Christ to pray together. Our ongoing growth in, in prayer 
is in our recognizing that faith and victory are not achieved merely through the zeal of human programs, but by the power of prayer that acknowledges Calvary's triumph as release for God's presence and power. So often what we do in church is we replace programs for prayer. Our attendance is down. Let's go see what somebody else is doing. Let's, let's do what they're doing. Let's find somebody in California who's doing something. Let's emulate what they're doing. And most of the time, we never stop and say, you know, God can show us. God can, God can help us. Prayer can alleviate this. It's God's people to pray. Don't ever discount prayer, nor his power. And thank God it doesn't take an arm. One or two can get the job done. But that doesn't mean we need to rely on just one or two. Everybody ought to be joined. I'm trying to get you to pray for this revival. I hope you are. We need to band together in prayer. Because we can't turn this thing around on our own. Beyond me, beyond you. But it's not beyond God. This is why Jesus instructed us to pray. Your kingdom come. So whose kingdom are we building? His kingdom. God's kingdom. Not ours. And, and unfortunately, that's sometimes what happens in the church world. That's right. And men start building their kingdoms. This is my church. This is my legacy. This is my ministry. I've built this. Now, you may have. But it'll rise and fall with you. <laughs> That's right. It is his kingdom. Your kingdom come. The power, the power is God's. But notice this. I think this is so important. The power is God's, but the privilege and the responsibility to pray is ours. Because that's how he chose to release the kingdom among us, is through prayer. And when we as Christians do not have, we as Christians do not have to wait until Jesus comes back to enjoy the blessings of the kingdom. Isn't that wonderful? We don't have to wait till he gets back here to enjoy. We can enjoy kingdom blessings right now. And we can begin to enjoy many of the blessings of the kingdom. Oh, I already said that. Uh, these uh, present blessings are released to us as we exercise prayer. So, that's it. That, that's, that brings us to next week and the conclusion of this. So, 
I hope you I hope you'll take these things to heart and 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 increase. I don't think I, there's there's none of us don't need to increase our, our prayer life. Right? I think all of us need to exercise prayer more and see the power of God being released. Lord, help us, Lord. Help us in all of this to see it's about your kingdom. Your kingdom. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God, please help us. Please help us in our prayers. Lord Jesus, not to just pray superficially, but God, to pray, to pray, Lord, seeking your face. I think that's the reason, Lord, you laid on my heart. It's a thing for this revival, seeking after God. We need to seek after you, Lord. See what you're up to. See what you want to do. And Lord Jesus, we will bless your name and we will glorify you. Now, Lord, go with all of us in peace. And bless us, Lord Jesus, and help us and give us strength. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I, I, I probably, I, I don't know if I need to tell you this or not. You know, Sunday we, we, we called off services. Uh, because we didn't have any heat in the church. If you have not heard, the reason we did not have heat in the church, someone out of some malicious act or the other turned off the gas uh, at the tank. And that's the reason we had no heat in the church. So um, I prayed for whoever it is. Um, God to get the glory out of all of it. Um, I hated it happened the way it happened, and, um, and and the last thing I ever want to do is call off a service. But it was fifty one. It was fifty one degrees in the sanctuary, and we just and we had a critical moment that time was running out, and uh, and then right after I made the call to, to, to and it got everybody called, then we figured out what the problem was, and also somebody cut off this unit over here at the breaker. That had to be done. So, so it was not a trip breaker. It was, it was cut off. So somebody's messing with our stuff around here. So if that's the case, then I'm going to take, take real joy in all of this. If somebody's doing this, if the enemy's behind it, we must be doing something really right right now. All right? I'm, I'm, that's the way I'm going to look. We must be doing something really right right now. We must be stirring up the powers, and that is okay. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Lord bless you. Thank you. God bless you.